0: Hi everyone, Dr. Axe here. I'd like to introduce you to the new co-host of our show, Dr. Christopher Motley. Dr. Motley is an expert in traditional Chinese medicine, nutritional therapy, herbal remedies, and functional medicine analysis. He runs a virtual clinic where he cares for people from around the world and is the go-to physician for many celebrities. Dr. Motley is a dear friend of mine, and he—you know he's the type of doctor that I trust my own family with, and I hope you enjoy his wisdom and his wonderful questions as he interviews today's guest on our show,
1: hey friends, welcome to the Dr. Axe podcast. I am your co host, Dr. Motley, and today we have a special guest, a very smart guest, Dr. Elias, who is a holistic medicine practitioner, a doctor out of, is it, it's California, and I believe you're in Santa Rosa, right, Doc? And, Well, we are so privileged to have you here because he has written a fantastic book about a specific protein that you guys all have to hear about. And I wanted him to describe all of these things in this podcast, and we're gonna jump right in. And Dr. Elias, we're so grateful. Thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thank you so much for having me. You guys have a great podcast and I'm so happy to be back.
1: Oh, and Dr. Axe sends his love. Um, he told me that you were one of the smartest guys that he had talked to before, and he told me, he says, hey, you better brush up <laughs> on, <laughs> on your health knowledge when you talk to Dr. Elias, and I said, oh, I'm, I'm there, I'm with you. And in fact, guys, um, I, when I was reading his book, I have been taking notes, because that's what I try to do, especially like, you know, I'm still treating patients. So, Dr. Elias, I've got new things that I've been trying to incorporate already to look into patients with. So, oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Without further ado, I want you, Dr. Eliza, thank you for being back with us. I want you to just, can you give a brief, brief description of yourself and where you practice and your... Oh, of course. Yes.
2: Of course. So I'm a native of Israel, and I started my journey in healing out at the age 15. I lived in Korea. My father was a civil engineer, so I, I practiced Taekwondo, actually with the Korean national team, because they had to, to learn English and yoga. And when I went to medical school... Uh, In Israel, which is seven years, I knew I'm going to do integrative medicine. So while going to medical school, I became a yoga teacher Mm -hmm. and I learned Shiatsu and I learned Chinese medicine for three years. So when I finished medical school and got my medical license, I was already trained in Chinese medicine. Mm -hmm. Then I came to the United States uh, and I did a Master of Science in Chinese medicine. And my my training and my work focused specifically on integrative oncology Mm -hmm. over the last uh, 32 years. And in addition, I spent decades uh, learning, training, and practicing meditation with healing focus. So for 10 years, I would meditate for half a day, and I would work for half a day. And for 20 years, I would take two months a year and go to the mountain and meditate. So parallel to this, I became a very active researcher. Mm. I discovered uh, the importance of a protein called galactin-3. I developed the first galactin-3 blocker, pectosol-modified citrus pectin. So I had this very remarkable research journey developing when this protein unfolded from being just involved with cancer to being the driver of inflammation, fibrosis, and really isolation. Galactin-3 causes isolation. Mm -hmm. So I realized that we need to dissolve our isolation on a cellular level, on Mm -hmm. a physical level, but also an emotional, psychological, and spiritual, psychospiritual level, Mm -hmm. and so I went through these two journeys, and I came to a certain synthesis, Mm -hmm. and this outcome is reflected in this, in my book, which is called The Survival Paradox. The Survival
1: Paradox. I, Doc, I will tell you, anybody out there, and uh, forgive me for interrupting, I just, I want to tell everybody out there that's interested in health, if you're a healthcare practitioner yourself, uh, there's so much knowledge in this book, and the way you describe it is so plain and in a good way, like it's, it's clean, it's precise, and people can understand it. And with the survival paradox, I want you to continue, but one of the biggest things when you talk about meditation and going into the mountains, by the way, I'm half Korean, so my family's from the mountains of Korea, so
2: we should talk off the air. I should tell you some stories about me practicing taekwondo with monks in the mountains in pre- preparation for my for my competition. Really? No, As I would love cool. to. I'll tell you about it off there. Yeah, like we'll it. do it.
1: I'll we'll exchange uh, contact because I want to so, know because so, my, so. my mom's from the mountains and, and I don't want to take away from the book, I, but I'll uh, say this. My I have my great uncles are in the mountains yeah. and they're they're particularly like herbal guys, herbal medicine guys. But my mom would not. I never met them, and I say, "Mom, why don't oh my, why don't I go meet them?" And she go, They're crazy. Like they're <laughs> in the mountains." So anyway, but in Korea, you're doing the meditation, and that's amazing for two months out of the year you're doing meditation. And I want you to, to, if you wouldn't mind, like you talk about uh, keeping your mind calm c- because it's par- first part of the book, I really love. You talked about the fight or flight mechanism in the survival paradox. And how important it is for that mind-body connection, but also the heart-body connection, too. And go okay. ahead, Doc. Just tell your, your thoughts. But I, I really find that interesting.
2: Well, you know, I'm really happy that you, that you emphasize the, heart, uh, the heart-body connection. Because we are now, there's a very healthy, good m- movement into mindfulness. Mm-hmm. But when we look at mindfulness, we come from our head. And we mm-hmm. really come from our heart. Mm. because our real transformative organ is our heart so the survival paradox is a little bit it's a true paradox because really what the survival paradox is saying and that's that's where my my years of contemplation and meditation my clinical work with you know with, with hundreds and hundreds or not thousands of cancer patients and my research brought me to this the same mechanism that makes us survive
1: mm. which really
2: it's, it's innate within us, right? It's in every cell in our, in our body. Mm. The same mechanism is really what causes us ac- acute diseases, chronic diseases, and shortens our life. If we look at the COVID, for example, what causes in COVID death is a cytokine storm and the organ damage, which is part of an overdrive of the survival paradox and imbalanced immune response. So when we are in danger where we are in danger, our body reacts automatically, innately. If something is innate in us, we have to be able to respond immediately, right? So we have the autonomic nervous system, you know, which you know so well from your work. And we respond with a sympathetic response, but we have a very quick balancing system with the parasympathetic response. So fight, we go into stress, our pulse goes up, we breathe quickly, we shut down the blood into the digestion, so it goes into the muscles, or we run away that's a basic survival mechanism. or we isolate ourselves we hide right so that's what we do in ptsd we hide and when we hide for example and i'm kind of a little bit jumping for people that because who doesn't have a little bit of ptsd or a lot in ptsd we hide our issues but the issue is cooking there and we never know what's going to trigger it so same mechanism for every disease so we create this isolation and then it, if it's very evident, we will respond with diseases immediately. If it's hidden, it will be there. We are not aware of it. And we'll, we, it, one day we wake up and we have cancer. So we have this immediate neurological response. And if we're all the time in a sympathetic mode, as we all know, it's very damaging. Mm. And then the nervous system responds in a second. The biochemical system, what I discovered, I just uh, published two very important papers, an NIH grant on this. I discovered that our biochemical survival protein goes up within minutes. It doesn't take a long time and it recruits our immune system. What does it do when it recruits our immune system? It creates severe inflammation. Now the problem is that it doesn't shut down. And when it doesn't shut down, that's when the problem starts. And this protein is galactin-3. So for example, if we just finished a fascinating study where if we took animals and we created sepsis, where we expect most of the animals to die, Mm -hmm. but we took out the Galactin-3 after the animals were already in sepsis, practically none of the animals died. Right. Right. I mean, one out of 10 compared to eight out of nine. So if we look at this, we can understand what this will mean for the hundreds of thousands of people a year who are dying. So that's on the extreme. But on a simpler way, this, there is this local micro inflammation. You know, you and I and Dr. X, we deal with it every day. Mm-hmm. And there mm-hmm. is infl- inflammaging. So inflammaging is driven by galactin 3. So, in holistic approaches, we know how important is inflammation. Mm-hmm. Medicine now is recognizing it more, a lot because of the COVID. Mm-hmm. But is inflammation really the cause? No, inflammation is an outcome. So the book offers a paradigm shift. It offers offers for the first time a look at what causes inflammation. What causes inflammation is our imbalanced survival response. And in the book, I explain it on a philosophical level. And then I go all the way to cellular biology, as you said, in very simple language. I took out about 95% of the science but there's still <laughs> enough, and how it produces inflammation, fibrosis, how it changes our metabolism. And then I go organ by organ about the damage it causes. I introduce, of course, the one simple change on a physical level using modified citrus pectin, which is over 70 published papers.
1: MCP, yeah.
2: yeah. Right, MCP pectosol, that's one thing, but then at the end of the first part, before I go into the conditions, I introduce how we are built to transform our survival response. Our journey in life on physical, emotional, psychological, psychospiritual, is to transform the survival response. Who does it? Our heart. And this is why I call it the heart of survival. Now, you say, wow, how is it possible, right? Let's look at the physiology. If we look at the physiology, every organ in the body, every tissue in the body, every cell in the body wants to get clean blood,
1: mm-hmm.
2: right? And wants to give away what it doesn't want, arterial circulation, venous circulation, lymph system. And this is the survival of the organ, mm-hmm. of the tissue, of the cell. And by the way, the side comment, we want to survive as a person. Mm-hmm. We want to survive as a community. We want to survive as a country but we really need to survive as a world. Look what's happening in California with the fires and the floods. Mm-hmm. And we also want to survive as a solar system and as a galaxy. The same survival mechanism, you will see it in every level. But when we look into our body and you, we can understand it scientifically, but we can also feel it in our heart experience. That's where the healing, that's a transformation. So if we look at this, that's how every organ works, and why? Because the organ wants to survive,
1: and that's that's the beautiful part. Like, and that the part about how you describe the physiology. There's a part I want you to expound on even more. I know you have about the transformative heart, because when I was reading it, and you actually showed how the heart, you say the psycho-spiritual, how that influences the mechanics and the biochemistry of of healing, the healing mechanism, and how you funnel it down to how we all can heal internally and that affects our outside world now doc with that that microenvironment, how it affects the heart how it affects the organs because i love the part you talk about the organs because i'm in chinese medicine too i love how you talked about the lungs and the kidneys because kidney chi is really big on my map but i wanted to give the guys out there the people listening out there when we talk about um, i'm trying to make sure i have this right the galectin 3 protein when we have that microenvironment, so galactin microprotein is a protein that can stick together. Is that right, Doc? You say it can stick together and make a pentamer. Is that, is that right? Like a little structure?
2: Yeah, totally. So it's great pentamer structures of five. They're five and they, they attach to each other. Yeah. But when they attach, they bring inflammatory compounds, compounds that causes fibrosis. So you create micro, microcirculation. Oh, so as- and I'll explain how it, it connects to the survival response up and up balance. So there is a cell. So we talked about the cells and the tissues that want to survive. Mm-hmm. But you know one thing we are not, don't recognize? What? We have close to 50 trillion cells in our body, not million, not billion, trillion. Each cell, you know how many reactions in each cell? Close to a million cell reactions a second. And all this orchestra is working together. Why? Because we need to survive as a whole. But one cell, one tissue, gets a microenvironment. It's covered with galactin-3. Oxygen doesn't come to the tissue. Metabolism changes and it goes into a sense of survival. Mm -hmm. It wants to fight. Then it creates its own microenvironment and it starts fighting the environment. How do we call it? We call it cancer.
1: Oh, my word. Yeah, We
2: call it an autoimmune disease. And that's why you see galactin-3 driving cancer and cancer metastasis, galactin-3 driving autoimmune diseases, galactin-3 driving arteriosclerotic plaque. Same thing, arteriosclerosis. Under it, you have bacteria, you have viruses, you have heavy metals. So I'm offering a bigger understanding. And in, in, when you have a bigger understanding, then the tools we have, becomes so much more refined and so much more powerful.
1: It is true, Doc. When I, when you talked about that section about like with cancer and you talked about how even infections can use the galactin and the pentamer proteins to cover themselves and hide from our immune system and even cover up cell receptors. And guys, whoever was listening out there, remember like when he was talking, it was great. There's a diagram in the book. And it shows how it covers up the cell receptors. And then you even talk, you say, hey, have you ever had an emotion come up? Have you felt disconnected from yourself? It's like, why? Because that, that biofilm, that film of proteins can be knocked off. And then the biochemistry comes up.
2: I'm so happy that you, that you really got this point. You know, it's for people who are pure scientists mm-hmm. and haven't had the holistic experience. They, they say, wow, you know, you really have to look at, at a cell as a living organism. It has boundaries. It mm-hmm. decides what goes in and what goes out. Yes. Yeah, so the galactin 3 creates this, but there is one organ that behaves differently. Mm-hmm. That there's one organ that, in order to survive, mm-hmm. needs to get all the toxins from the body, needs to get all the blood everybody doesn't want, and accept this with an open heart without discrimination. Now it's called, it's called our heart. Oh. If our heart doesn't get Venus blood from the body, It won't have blood to give clean blood to the body. So the heart gets blood. It doesn't try to change it itself. It connects to the universe. to the infinite healing potential through our lungs, through our breathing. We exhale carbon dioxide. Wow. We get air, right? When we breathe air, think about it. When a molecule of air comes to our mouth or our nose, we are connected with the whole universe. The moment the air is in our mouth. It's in. I mean, physically, that's how it is, right? Yes. And then it comes to our heart, and then the heart gives the blood everywhere without judgment. The aorta is a stiff organ. But who does the heart nourish first? The heart nourishes first itself through the coronary arteries. Ah. But the heart nourishes itself only after it finished its work of serving others, of purifying the blood, and giving it away so the heart nourishes itself in order to nourish the other organs and as part of nourishing and Mm -hmm. that's the transformative part of the heart what i've coined open heart medicine this is why why love compassion and understanding that everything can be transformed is the essence of true healing everything else is just tools
1: that, that's a great doc. I'm t- I'm writing so many notes down. So sorry, this is so good. When in in the book, when you talked about the transformative heart, and we talked about like you say in Chinese medicine, how it connects to the universe through the lungs. I remember you mentioning in the book about how the heart directly is like like the mainstay. They call it like the the emperor in in the body or the empress. And how much um, your physical state is affected by of course the the clarity of the blood, the cleanness of the blood, but how you um, your mind and your mindfulness now I love the the idea of how. When you talked about the Galactin three, you're talking about the heart. Uh, you even delve into not only how it spiritually affects you and physically, but also the genetic aspect of it. I, I I am so impressed, like how you described it to where I can even understand it. It's great about switching on the flip flipping on the switches, the lights, and you say it keeps you in the inflammatory response of too many switches. And then you went into saying like the isolated, the small isolated environments, the body the body can lose um, a radar effect. Like it gets out of the body's radar when these microenvironments are starting to be switched on. Is that right, Doc?
2: Yeah, it's, com- uh, it's, it's completely correct. You're so correct. You know, for me, it's fascinating because I've been talking for 20 years about multi-generational healing.
0: Oh, and now, yes. now that
2: epi- Now that epigenetics came in, you know, so I used to draw diagrams for 20 years and when I explained how it happens and how we can heal it, and now, now epigenetics supports it. So in the book, after I describe the process, and as you know, I go through every main major organ, mm-hmm. I offer true solutions. So I look at detoxification in a much bigger way. Mm-hmm. I really it from the point of view of the imbalanced survival response. And then, so there are three key chapters for what to do. One is detoxification really on a daily basis and in a focused way. And I have a lot of published papers and research in this and Mm -hmm. clinical uh, know-how from decades. And then I talk about healing our scars of survival. And the healing of scars of survival are both emotional, psychological, like with PTSD, but also physical. And one of the big things that I do, I'm not the only one, is injecting scars, you know, with procaine. So we we take a scar. Mm -hmm. and you know, that has been there for 20 years and we inject it with an anesthetic, with some homeopathics and it's numb for 45 minutes, okay? Practically 100% of the patients, the scar will be smaller after the injection. Some people by 20%, some people by 80%, but here is the insane part. For all of them, it will never come back. How can a scar that is 20 years go away? Well, when we numb a scar, we stop the connection between the skull and the input to the brain that there is a the skull, And the body forgets. And what it tells us is that anything and everything is possible. If we can change the skull of 20 years, we can change anything. And that's why one of my favorite sentences wow. is not, not everybody will be a miracle, but everybody can be a miracle.
1: Oh, man, yes.
2: Because, because scientifically... Nothing stays the same. you know We are different now than we were half an hour ago. I didn't know you. Now we have a connection with Korea. Yeah. I'm waiting to talk to you. I have learned stuff from you. You have learned stuff from me. Our body responded. We are different. Yes. Right? And everything changes, and our problem with our health is that we fix it. So in the book, I talk about detox, I talk about healing the scar of survival, and, and the book is full of dozens of my heroes of my patient stories and how they transform the survival power. Really very inspiring. And at the end, I talk about, I give the gate into meditation as a way to truly transform. And then afterwards, I give 70 pages of detailed protocols, practically. So there is a f- philosophical part, the understanding, the know-how, and then a lot of protocols. So this is why this book is packed. You're right. It took me three years to actually write the book
1: and you can tell doc through the book how with the information the stories that you've affected with people's lives and when you see how each story how much knowledge you've gained over the years and I don't just say this to blow your head up but I really mean that you can tell that the more experiences you've had with dealing with people with cancers and with heart issues all of these things and it add up and you can see through the stories how much multi-versed you have to be when you were looking at somebody like you had to learn how to look at their structure and then their epigenetics and their genetics. And and you can see throughout the stories, which to me, even reading the stories, I learned so much even about health, just le- reading the, the stories that were coming from these individuals. It, I, I love the fact that when you're teaching meditation and you're teaching the mindfulness, I was gonna ask you this doc, you know, when you are saying when using procaine to help heal the scars in the body or help heal taking galactin away to help with fibrosis. When you see that and taking the inflammation away, um, information getting to the brain, like the bo- the body finally getting information. does That happens a lot through your stories too. Like you're helping people with that, right? They they forget. They're, there's that idea of forgetting their problems. And, the, you know, the trauma creates scars. Have you found that when you treated the scars, you know, treated the heart, that they're more in touch with their emotions? They've actually been able to get into deeper meditations and such?
2: Of course. This is my specialty, and that's why I do... See, I also, offer med- which I do all over the world, I offer meditation and healing retreats where we go through this process. and You know, you can see cancer markers improving in a few days. So how is it possible? Because if we recognize that we... Because what is a survival paradox? What is survival? Mm-hmm. Survival is not letting go of something that is not supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. So we hold, we fixate because we don't recognize that everything is changing. So when we... Scar is a dead right tissue with no movement. Mm-hmm. When it gets smaller, there is more movement. So, we recreate this healing psychologically, physically, on all levels through diet, through exercises. And so, we integrate Qigong and yoga and breathing and meditation. And also, when, when I teach, or when, even when people read the book, I try to connect to them, to them from my heart, you know, mm. create a transformative effect. So, that's a skill from these decades of, of meditation, of, you know, tens of thousands of hours of sitting in nature and meditating, something happened, you know, during mm-hmm. the, the, this this time, now it's my time to really share it. So, yeah, it's it's exactly so. It's really the book often op- opens a door to a different way of experiencing your life. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting this feedback from many very skilled, experienced doctors, like, you know, Isaac you really change the way I look about, at health and at medicine. So it's, it's a new paradigm. And uh, the idea is just, is letting go, letting go. And anything we can do to let go, if it's a scar injection, if it's a movement, and you can see there's a story of, of Charlie uh, that actually was, uh, he was, there was a t- TV program about him that came to me with, with metastatic prostate cancer, two or four, and lived for 14 years, mm-hmm. and lived a great life. And I was with him when he died. I, I guided him through his, through his living his body and he had a great life, but he, he was shot as a, as a, as a pilot in, in low level helicopter. He was shot eight times in one year in Vietnam because he had to face his enemies, literally a few feet above the ground and they either shoot you or you shoot them. And he would have terrible PTSD, you know. And he got to a place where he could see these people and what he would feel is love and compassion for me. Mm. Wow. And it transformed life. And when he recognized it, so when I taught him this epigenetics that you mentioned in a retreat, he had a deep recollection and he let go in a deep way. And and pains he had in his pelvis for years from the cancer disappeared during the night and did not come back because he had a healing because he was able to really let go. Now, he was connected to me. We had a heart-to-heart connection. Not everyone is like this, but there are a lot of people who are like this. That's the potential for healing. That's why I'm writing this book. People have to understand that it's beyond take this herb or take this nutrient. And, you know, you coming from Chinese medicine, you really understand it. And I want to emphasize, for Chinese doctors, For doctors of of traditional Chinese medicine, there are real jewels in this book that you will not find in a regular Chinese medical school. I agree. understanding of the organ connection that you, because I spent decades studying in so many different places and I collected these jewels and I put them into each chapter about the organs, you know, and how they work.
1: And you can see, Doc, that whenever those jewels like I, I, I was eating it up because I, I really do appreciate um, the way that you show the connectivity of organs. And many times we're such in a re- reductionist type style health system that when you start to see how each organ plays and then see how not letting go of an emotion or that trauma affects one organ and keeps a triggering effect around the body. It's eye-opening, and and I I I say that everybody out there should read this book because it not only this is the beauty of it is that you go through the systems of the body, and I feel this way about the book is that as you show how like getting rid of the galactin proteins using the the pectin the MCP are all steps like you said I I'm going to get to another quote you had about removing so that you can let go so it's not focused on like like you just said you got to take this you got to do these things he goes no it's really to open up the self to remove or to let go of the things that you're holding on. And one thing that I really liked, I mean, I appreciate it was that when we we're talking about like, um, you know, like a, a certain detox program or something of that sort, which I, you know, I've seen people do detox programs, but you were saying this type of formative uh, meditation or this type of healing is not meant in your book to say, do this real quick and it's going to solve this problem. You're like, no, this is a journey like this is how you want your life to 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 forward go forward right i mean that's how i felt about the
2: book and it's beyond right you know i'm actually i'm rejoicing when I, you're describing it better than me <laughs> when you were speaking I, I could hear the word journey you know yeah you, you it's a journey because if we don't realize that we have a journey then we are focused on outcome and when we are focused on outcome we fixate on the outcome and we miss the journey. So we either live in the, pre- in the future, right? Outcome always happens in the future. Or we regret the past. We never live in the present. Then we are really not alive. But even when we hold to the present, which can happen if we are too tight, we don't experience it. P- Life is like a flow of water. You can never hold to it.
1: Ah, oh, that's
2: world, good. Water turned into ice, right? You can take ice. You can break it into many pieces. It will still be pieces of ice but you you put the eyes out in the sun, in the warmth of open heart, of love and compassion, it melts into water. That's what the heart does. What happens if the heart stops moving for a few seconds? We are dead. The heart, think about it, the heart moves all the time. The moment it doesn't move, we are dead. Now, what happens We don't when we stop moving as well. We get arteriosclerosis. Mm-hmm. We get yeah. chronic inflammatory diseases. We get tumors that are stopping the flow, right? Mm-hmm. It's all yeah. about movement. If we move, nothing can stop us. So true,
1: Doc. I I'm just inspired about like how you say with the heart, and it's always moving and always focused like with love rolling through our hearts, like seeing the pilot as he sees his, you know, the people he was fighting against and having love to let go and all the pain goes away. Um, there is such good research that I've been trying to delve into and I, this book even pushes me forward more into seeing the effect of just how I perceive you know people around me or perceive my world and what it actually does to my heart what it actually does to my lungs and kidneys and one thing I want there's in this day and age you see the meditations we see how it's affecting the body you go through your book with a great description of what MCP does how the pectins work but for everybody out there it's going through this time of fear and I' may be switching gears a little bit because I want your viewpoint on it, doc we know like Chinese medicine they say that fear and dread bad memories are always are always associated with the kidneys uh, the bladder can hold it and you really talk about the kidney um, relationship to the body is there anything you want to say that I mean can you can you talk about the kidneys a bit or fear in some fashion with your work yes you know fear
2: causes contraction when we when we write fear is contract when we're afraid what do we do we isolate ourselves. So Mm -hmm. fear, so galactin 3 can drive fear, fear can drive galactin 3. And the kidneys is another organ that moves all the time. Mm -hmm. So you know, there's a very close connection between the kidney and the heart, between the jing and the shen, between our connection with the universe and our multi-generational reproductive system that relates to the kidney. And it's interesting, one of the most ancient Hebrew biblical saying about about the divine is that it looks, when, when God looks at us, it examines our heart and kidneys. Wow. You know, in Hebrew. Wow. So why? Because that's when you see the inside of the person, because you think about it, when we connect with the universe, when we get information we breathe, the last organ that gets it is the kidneys, and then it filters the blood. So the kidneys is really processes our know-how and the hearts connect us. So the heart and the kidneys are the basic excess of our life, the water and the fire. So we have to understand the kidney role in genetic and in epigenetic, big, mm-hmm. big, big, and then the way to transform it is through our heart. And that's why the heart keep connection, that's why I put them, it's, you notice I put them as one chapter.
1: Yeah. I didn't separate
2: yeah. them. Heart and kidneys in one, because at the end of this chapter, I, re- I ex- explain again how they are connected. And you can appreciate it as a practitioner of Chinese medicine, but there is depth to it. And it, it's, yeah, it really allows you to expand, you know, we expand our horizon when we experience this, this moment of, oh, wow, you know.
1: Yeah, and I think it's great with even with the, with the stories and the accounts from your patients. It's like when there's so much fear in the world and we talk about the water and the fire axis, uh, even sometimes in clinic doc, I'll see that if this person's had like a chronic UTI or a chronic bladder infection or something, and that chi, the, the electricity, that electricity that travels from the kidney up the chest, and it's supposed to jump over into the pericardium meridian. And it, so the heart gets starved. And then people start to have this, this fluctuation, they start having anxiety. And I was like, there's a disconnect between mm-hmm. the kidney and the heart. And I'm and, and i and I'm saying, people out there may go, what is it? Read the book. That's why you <laughs> need to know, read the book, and so they see the connection. And seeing how love helps fear, helps with anxiety, and then changes your physiology. And I, with the way you wrote it, giving these, uh, the meditations, and I mean, great formats for you to change your life, like change how you, you um, work. How long? I mean, I know it's over your whole career, Doc. But I mean, that's a lot of info. I mean, like, I mean, when you put it together, I know you're a thinker. You said it took you three years to write the book, right? Like yeah, putting all know, this together.
2: I took, it took me three years. And then I was very fortunate. I, my older daughter, Lihi, who is a, actually a, a meditation master and philosopher, she took a few months and she really upgraded a lot of the writing, you know, she put her heart into it. And I, I want to really acknowledge her. She did an amazing job. Mm-hmm. And yes, and you know, but it took a lot of a lot of time because I people asked me to write book for decades, and I felt it has to be the right time. And in there is something about the age sixty, which astrologically in Chinese medicine you start a new cycle after mm-hmm. sixty. So I felt now I'm ready to really to really to really express the book, and so I'm just now in my early sixties. It's a good time uh, that I feel that it's time for me to really write something and I had no reason to write something unless I felt it will really make a difference. This book can really make a difference. And especially if people continue to connect with me through my lecture, through my retreats, because what I'm introducing in the book, you can experience in different levels. You know, I have people who study with me now for over a decade, uh, twice a year and, and meditate and change their lifestyle. And they can see the change in their life. And I go through my own change. I go through my own growth. And, you know, in the book, when I talk about epigenetics, I talk about my own story as a son of of, of Holocaust survivors. Mm -hmm. How the Holocaust affected my grandmother and my grandfather. And how when I healed the multi generational trauma of the Holocaust in my own body, I always used to have pressure in my chest since childhood. You know, when I would touch it, it was insane. Mm -hmm. And then... Suddenly, a few years ago, it went away after 60 years. When huh. I, really, I was holding the pain of the Holocaust grief of my grandfather, that I named after almost all of his siblings got killed, you know, by, by, by the Nazis. And it was never mentioned to us, but epigenetically, it came to me. And yeah. when I healed it, my mother, who could never watch anything on TV about the Holocaust, was suddenly opening the TV and watching stuff. She could never watch before in her 80s. And I didn't tell her that I went through through this healing. When I healed, it healed her automatically. That's multi-generational healing. Now, you talk about fear. You talk about isolation. Mm-hmm. This is what we need. It's not about just healing thyself. When we heal from an open heart, everybody around us heals. Yes, That's the power of an open heart. And what prevents it, is galactin-3 biochemically because it causes the isolation. So another work that I do that I specialize in, which interesting connects to this is a, is a process called therapeutic apheresis where mm-hmm. I filter the blood outside of the body. It's similar to, 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 to dialysis, but we separate the plasma from the blood. And I'm researching this and, and, I, and I develop medical devices for this and I, present on this but I use it for inflammatory conditions with dramatic results for example chronic kidney disease we can practically reverse chronic kidney disease why is it so interesting because I'm treating the person outside their body the <laughs> outside the body right yes you think how I got to this how my life journey got me to to expand my treatment to outside of the physical body. My meditation journey got me there. In my research, I had no idea Galactin-3 will stop inflammation and fibrosis, but I was the first to make the observation in the late 90s, so I have the patents on this. And now it's much bigger than me. There is now basically a paper published on on, on Pectosol on modified retrospective by a certain university every two, three weeks. I even don't know about the research they do anymore because it became so big. And, you know, there are thousands of papers on Galactin 3. There are over 70 papers just on Pectosol. And this is a part of community effort. And, you know, it didn't happen overnight, as you know and we know. You know, first they ridicule you. Then they fight you. And Uh. then they say, oh, it's it's (laughs) self-evident. So now... Now, now we are in the self-evident phase, you know?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you know. it was always yeah, there. We no. we just, we didn't research enough. Like, when you found the, the pectin, so pectin doc, it's so effective, and they're doing these research. Now, for, for those out there that don't know, pectins like citrus, right? It's citrus that you use like a citrus compound. It's
2: specifically modified. All the research was done on pectosol and one of the, you know so i don't mention the name of any, of the product at all in the book but it's important to know because there's a lot of borrowed science people borrow my science mm-hmm. and they put out other pectins which are not the right product mm-hmm. so all of this research was done on my specific modified citrus pectin which i developed and put out as early as 1995 so it wow. has 26 years of research you know mm-hmm.
0: yeah
1: that's amazing and, and i i think that the combination in the book about how um, about how all these things come together—the holistic view of a person—but uh, it's it's really mind-blowing how much research that you have done in your life. And you say doing things outside the body, getting um, getting your download from meditations to find out how to help heal
0: people in this manner. Hey guys, Doctor Axe here. You know I founded Ancient Nutrition with Jordan Rubin because we are on a mission to bring you history's healthiest whole food nutrients that can help you transform your health. You know, we've seen these amazing health transformations with our own families. My mom, Jordan himself, and our friends by using these ancient principles. And we use ancient principles when we formulate Each and every one of our products, in fact, our turmeric formula uses the ancient Ayurvedic method and has other herbs to make the turmeric more absorbable, and we want you to experience these incredible benefits. Whether you're looking to boost your immune system, improve digestion, balance hormones, increase energy, sleep more soundly, or get the beauty benefits of thicker hair and fewer wrinkles, Ancient Nutrition is here to support you. Get $10 off your next purchase of just $40 or more with the code PODCAST10. I can't wait to hear about your personal health transformation.
1: I don't want to feel like I'm jumping around too much, but I I love the idea. And it's not the idea about epigenetics. When you say that um, healing your family line, I I, I see that sometimes, I see it a lot of times in the office where, a person may have a, an, a fear or base of fear, or some form of trauma. And it's almost like it has a ripple effect. And I don't know, how, like like you said, it, it goes in a sense reverse. Everybody thinks of genetics going downstream, like only to your children, you know what I mean? But when you think about epigenetics, it goes in all directions. Right,
2: because this is, wow, this is brilliant that you noticed this. Time doesn't move just in one direction. Time moves now. It sounds crazy. This is something I've been talking for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Time moves forward and time moves backward. Mm-hmm. We just can't comprehend that time goes backward. We are affected not only by our past, but also already by our future. Wow. My mother got better because her trauma, after her trauma, I was created. And I changed in the future my habit. And it went back to her past, Right. It's, I'm telling the story. So time is multidirectional, and that's part of not holding. And, and this is part of, yeah, so this again, I'm, I, when I do a retreat in the second or third day, I, I give a lecture on it. It's probably my best lecture. And there are people who have heard it 20 times. And every time it does something different. That's what happened to Charlie. When I explained this in a retreat, that's when at night he had this major healing because he took it in as you said he worked with it so that that's part of, that's really the next chapter when people understand the survival paradox then the next question is how do you change the survival paradox and this is this is what we need that's what as people that's what our communities need that's what this country needs that's what the world needs you know if for one moment if for, if for one minute, Every person forgave everybody else in the past, in the future, and we opened our heart to each other, there will be a world peace spontaneously. We'll take one minute, you know? One minute.
1: You you know, when they say like all the generational uh, energies that literally are the electrical patterns that are in your DNA are passed down. And I always think it was very, very... um, not not weird to me, not weird at all in Chinese medicine, but to the think that the idea that if I resonate or if I heal something within my DNA and that DNA resonates with patterns that go far behind, you know, like in through my DNA. I was like, if you erase a pattern, erase it, or if you, you know, create a balance, right. you have to realize that you balance the effect of it in the past. And I was like that it it makes total sense I was like you helped the generation your daughter heal and your mom heals it because you erased the whole pattern like the whole spider web behind you and I think the amount of energy that we contain I know this is going that route it's 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 mind blowing
2: <laughs> it's, it's amazing it's, how
1: you're describing
2: it people people who are listening you don't you don't they may not realize the jewels that you are giving them right now because when you erase the web this web is going to people that we don't know are related to us. Yeah, They're going to get better, you know? I mean, this is shown in animal studies. We have to realize we are made from endless number of people. We look at us and we'll take a generation as 25 years average. Mm-hmm. We come back only 1,500 years. It's 2 to the 60th power. It's an infinite number. We go 3,000 years. It's completely infinite. Infinite number have made us. There is no way that Each of us, one day in the past, didn't have mutual parents or siblings or relatives. That's the interdependent genetics. But we also have interdependent epigenetics, behavioral patterns, right? We see abuses in the family going generation after generation after generation. That's why we we have this chain that we're not aware of. And what you described is exactly... And when I teach meditation, I describe the spider web it's, and how we cut it one by one by one. And you can have three webs left. You can have hundred. You still have the webs. And then when you cut the last one, boom! Everything becomes infinite. And that's true freedom. That's infinite healing potential. That's what open heart medicine is. That's when the survival paradox get truly. Transform that spontaneous healing in cancer we all have this potential because we're all humans we all change all the time we all have a heart we're all connected
1: well doc that is probably like that's a good point to like lead into like i want people to know how to connect to you i want to know i want you to let us know like your survival paradox is your book you can get on amazon you can get all major you know book outlets right and everybody out there and listen i'm telling you like the conversation we just had about epigenetics about your heart cleaning your heart cleaning your genes cleaning your cells it's all in this book and and it's and it's a really good read i'm saying that really you can you can go through it and it's explained very well and doc do you do any type of like social media i want to know your website your social media contact for your retreats how do they get in contact with you
2: people can go to the survival paradox.com. okay but if you go to the survivalparadox.com and you connect with me, I'm going to give lectures and seminars. I'm going to do a one week for free next year on the survival paradox to take people for the experience. And uh, they can go to dr. Elias, D-R-E-L-I-A-Z, dot uh, org. And they can learn more about Modified by going to just looking at pectosol.com. And, and yes, and uh, of course, and I really... You know, this was one of my best, you are maybe the best interviewer I've ever had. I must tell you, Uh because you really connected to my heart. You connected to what, you know, you almost said things that I didn't have the space in the book to explain. And you read the book and you explained them like the spider web. I mean, I was like, you know, my my excitement just went out of my cells. You know, it was. I truly, well,
1: doc. I I really mean this. I really felt like whenever I was reading the book, I it, it was like um, uh, the connectivity I felt as another doc that that uses you know Western and Eastern medicine, like you, like you know, there, there's people that you aspire to to learn from, and so I really when I read this book, that's how I felt. And um, I just want to say thank you again, because I was, I was, I was eating it up. I was, I got up at five in the morning the other day and I was like, well, I'm going to go back over that whole, you know, the whole uh, galactin thing again, because I was like, I got to make sure that I know the structures in my head, but also the heart part of it really got to me. So it was a great doc. This has been a really great interview. And I, and I, I think after we, we got to, we got to connect, you know, just yeah, and, and course, keep in touch, course. you know, it will be good. So everybody guys check out Dr. Elias. Website. Check out his book. Remember the survival paradox. Great information, Doc. Remember, Doctor X gives his love, sends his love, and we're great, great to have Thank you on me. here. He's
2: amazing. So
1: fun, and I hope you get everybody out there has a great day. Keep listening to this uh, podcast because you're going to keep learning more. The more you listen to it, thanks, Doc. Appreciate it. Bye bye.
0: Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Make sure to go to my recent Instagram post and let me know what your favorite part of the show was. Also, don't forget to follow me at Doctor Josh Axe there on Insta where I cover the latest health trends, natural medicine, and so much more. Also, if you're loving this podcast, do me a big favor. Head over to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. Thanks so much for being on mission with me. See you next week. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed in this podcast are not medical advice and have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug
1: Administration. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. In some cases, individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein.